What? What? Let's roll one up and take a hit. Gateway drug and mindfulness. Let's roll one up and take a hit. Gateway drug. Cause I can see your energy. And I'm waiting on your frequency to rise. Discipline stoners. What's your discipline? You a stoner? That's cool. So are we. I'm high a lot. It's weird to finally say that with pride. I'm high a lot. Being high has helped me with my anxiety. It's helped my social skills. Love and light. Welcome to Discipline Stoners Podcast. With your host, Eleven. And my name is Winnie. And we are the gateway drug to mindfulness. Welcome, Welcome back, back to another, another episode of Discipline Stoners. Stoners. I'm your host, Eleven. My name is Winnie. And, and we, we are, are the, the gateway, gateway drug, drug to mindfulness. mindfulness. And today... We just plan to smoke some weed with you. <laughs> and that's nice, isn't it? Mm, yes, it is. Is this the one we were gifted? What? Did you put dab all over this? I did. We got a dablicator from, from our homie... Uh, with Fuego. Yes, Shandy. Thank Shandy. you. And we love that Dablicator. Thanks for our little care package. That was so nice this weekend. It's so awesome. And we've been smoking on this awesome like blue ice. This new drop that isn't out yet. From Fuego. It tastes real good. Nice vape. <coughs> I'm puffing on some duct tape here. Because we love that. We love it. And I think this is a ghost train haze. Yeah, I think it's a ghost train Which haze. Which I better be careful with because I'm... That tends to is make a- me go, ooh. Oh, really? Well, in like, it, it is a sativa hybrid, I believe, or even like a sativa sativa. But hazes make uh, chill vibes. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a little trip-a-dippy on a haze. Exactly. Got a half half O right there. Guys, how are you? How are you? Winnie, how are you? They can't answer. Well, I'm... You know, I got a yeast infection because oh. you pummeled me so hard last Oh, my night. God. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. We're going to start right off the top with some realness and rawness. I'm very good. I love that. <laughs> it's beautiful. Sorry about that, but also you're welcome. So, but other than that, I'm doing really great. Thanks, Eleven. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I don't have a yeast infection, but I feel great because I pummeled you last night. <laughs> you probably do have a yeast infection. That's the thing is like once I get it, I think you automatically get it. You just don't show any symptoms. That's what That was a joke. No, it was a joke that I started with when I first started stand-up last year was uh, something about me getting yeast infections all the time and how men show no signs. If you have a penis, you don't have any signs of a yeast infection. If you have a vagina, you think that it's something much, much worse than a yeast infection if you've never if you've never had one before. I definitely was like fearing the worst when I first got my first yeast infection. There was white stuff coming out of my badge. It was sore and itchy. Oh, and like you're like, holy fuck, my life is over. Like when you first get a yeast infection. What did you think it was? Like a venereal disease? Oh, absolutely. <sighs> What do you think caused the first one? Um, like what caused them all? Like excess of moisture down there, sugar, and um, I guess fuck it. Like sex. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Crazy. What a wild thing to have to manage. 
you you're have... like, I was starting to love this conversation, and then it took a dark turn. <laughs> <laughs> Sex before me. I hate you. Uh, yeah, I know. That's interesting. Crazy. I mean, I still love it. Um, I'm still responsible for this one away in one way or another, and that feels good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> feels like a real win. This combo feels like a real win already because honesty. Yeah, I got some, I got a trick. So I uh, ha get yeast infections kind of often. Fairly frequently, if you will. And my friend Lisa, shout out Lisa. Lisa Fala, yes. I told her about these said yeast infections. And she was like, oh, you need to try boric acid. It is a something. I can go get it because I don't really know what it does. Share um, with the people. I love normalizing talking about this vagina health. Yeah. And she is a health practitioner. So I didn't just like, and a very dear friend of mine. So I didn't do very much of my own research. I just did. This was a trust buy for sure. So I don't actually know what technically boric acid is. I trust you, Lisa. You uh, you put it up your v v vagina. <laughs> You put it up inside your vag. Um, and it has been life-changing, everybody. Really, eh? I used to be a Kinestin whore. <laughs> I used to go to the store, get that Kinestin, and have the texture every time. Is yeah. it the pill or the cream? And which one do you want? I did the a name brand one or the not? Is there a difference? Mix match of both. No, there isn't a difference. It's the same product. <coughs> it's the exact same product. I looked up. I looked that up. Yeah, fluzonate or something, fluconzonate. Uh, um, but and that's supposed to cure yeast fixer. infections, and maybe it does for a little while. But if you get chronic ones like I used to, um, boric acid, look into it. I don't think your doctor will like tell you about it. So if you're curious about it, contact me, and I will tell you where I got it from. It's holistic type stuff it's because not, it's not pharma friendly. I've cut my yeast infections down like. In so many, like more than half, like wow, way more than dope. half. Yeah, yeah, more pummeling for me. Exactly. Yeah. So then I, so then we can do all of the hard sex stuff that we want. <laughs> yeah, I was in there last night. <laughs> but that's nice. This is something we've actually been meaning to normalize. Sex. Yeah, like try to have conversations about it. We got to have our friend on. Did we ever? When we? Carlin? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Psychologist and sex therapist. Yeah, I believe I might be getting that wrong. Yeah, something awesome wrong. content creator. And yeah, yeah, we'll definitely have her on the yeah. podcast because she'll be such a wealth of knowledge. And she'd be like, we'll play a fun game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like so we that. can start getting more comfortable because we know that you want to hear about our sex life, <laughs> or just or just discuss the same way we discuss life in mindfulness through the lens of awareness. We should really cover everything. We've even touched on money this past year. Yeah. We've even, we talked on like personal relationships before that. I mean, like we'll go anywhere oh. with this. We talk to Canada. We talk about business about it. We talk about everything. So why not sex? It's an important part of life. I agree. Also, can I tell my, my magical story Oh, today? please bless us with your magical story while I smoke these two joints at the same time. Okay. So I was out today going to do a photo shoot tomorrow um and i had either had the outfits that i wanted to wear for the photo shoot or i had borrowed them from um friends how many how many looks are you doing shout out brooke we're doing shout out brooke four we're doing four looks but two of them are just white shirt looks mm. 
Um, that hot look, like in my white shirt. Yeah, and, and both of the white shirts that I asked from you today. <coughs> oh shit! And um, so I'm not. I haven't. <coughs> I've I've been able to use my resources to uh, not really need to use money to invest in this photo shoot. <coughs> Which I'm excited about. That gets me excited. It's true collaboration. Everyone's bringing stuff to the table. Super working cool. Working with a photographer and makeup artist. And um, I wanted to, I ran out of contacts. I wanted to get contacts for this photo shoot tomorrow because um, sometimes when I don't wear contacts, I find it hard to focus. And then my eyes kind of cross a little bit right now. So it's just better with, with contacts in. Um, yes, you are looking very nice. You're very nice. Uncross your eyes. Uncross your eyes. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> and it was so nice. Trying. So I left and it was so nice out. And I biked up to the place where I get my contacts. And I even got off my bike and I like text Ev and I was like, oh, um, you should get outside because it's really fresh and, and nice, so nice and like it's good for our souls to get outside in the wintertime and we have a hard time doing that. Yes. And so I was feeling good, went into the place. They don't sell them anymore for what I was used to getting. Buying in 30s, they sell them in 90s. It was going to be a way larger monetary investment than I ha was like planning on in my head. Um, so I was like, oh, you know what? It's like, I'm not going to do that right now because you can still order the 30s online. I just won't have it for the photo shoot tomorrow. No big deal. It's going to be fine. I'll find my focus. Ev's coming with me, so he'll help my my lazy eye. Over here. Over <laughs> here. Over here. And, um, and then I just kept having the best time. I saw someone uh, from my yoga studio who I buy weed from, Chris, from Value Buds. Um, on the street and I was like what's going on it's so nice out and then I went to Value Buds and they actually didn't have any of the shit that we I wanted I didn't even tell you that and I was like oh this is weird like I'm not getting my contacts I'm not getting my weed <laughs> like uh, I was trying to find a lollipop not get I couldn't find a lollipop <laughs> so yes we stopped by Value Buds so yeah absolutely yeah dope guy works there that goes to my yoga studio Chris Great guy. Keep great it dude, moving. Yeah. Dude. Love it. Um, so the magic story. And uh, then I just kept walking, having a great time, feeling like fresh on my face and a type of renewal that I haven't actually felt this year <coughs> really yet. It's been a little bit emotionally taxing. And, um, and then all of a sudden this optical store just like pops right into my vision and it's called Optical 38. 11. And I walk in and someone really lovely greets me and uh, I'm like, hey, this is what I'm looking for. And she's like, yeah, no problem. Doesn't end up having anything in stock right away for me to pay for, but can give me my prescription like five, five sets of lenses as like a sample. Ah, what? Blessings. I've never seen these guys, these people before. Like I've Gratitude, never even seen that. Universe. Like optical that 38. And happened. I didn't see the optical 38 until um, she was like bringing the lenses to me. And then I looked up and it was like optical 38 because I wanted to remember their name so I could go back and like spend money there. Um, uh. And then I just 
just chuckled that's to myself magic. like 11 oh man that's so beautiful and it just happened so effortlessly i wasn't sad about not having contacts for tomorrow you accepted, I, I accepted it. it and oh. it was going to be totally fine i yes. knew everything was going to work out yes. and then i was gifted five pairs of lenses which is just like out of control it's like the universe like we need to let go so much more than uh, we are we need to let go so much that let go. like what is right in front of us is truly enough and that's challenging sometimes i'm not gonna sit here and lie to you and tell you that the weather didn't have a whole lot to do with how i felt today mm. it was fresh and sunny Sun. and, and Sun. I, I felt alive and like i loved being outside and so yeah i fully probably let the circumstance affect me so it's not like i'm over here just in like a good way you know in a good way for sure but even that like that attachment to that that's the it's reason why i have sad it's conditional living yeah great story great story yeah i love like please don't chalk those up to coincidences in your life because you're like oh like that's blessing you're still not a millionaire like you're still and not a giant shift just well, like some free lenses but enough. like it has that, to be good enough to enjoy it in gratitude it's special and you can just see though you can just see how everything works out when you give it up and have a good time <laughs> praise due to the most high and it's just like that can't happen all the time i wish it, it could yes it can no it can't because we yes, need we need can. contrast to learn absolutely no we need we need the bad stuff to know the good stuff so there will always still be those moments in your life but like you can remember in those moments by practicing right now you can remember that like there is there is actually light at the end of the tunnel like this what you're going through right now isn't forever and even though it's still gonna hurt while you're going through it you like hold that knowing hold that knowing that it gets better because it absolutely does and then it gets worse again and then it gets better we're on this life journey and, and it's not like good or bad it just is what it is yeah for and sure the yeah. more and the more that you trust in that yeah and accept it as it's happening you can <clears throat> create a, a type of flow and which feels nicer yeah it does so the thing is that you've accepted this like sweet little miracle that came into your experience and now that causes more momentum for magic energy like that to happen that's the beautiful quantum concoction that's the formula there's this there's sayings in the bibles and such that's like he who has will be given more and he who has not will be even the anything they do have of like the nothing will be taken will away. be taken away and it's essentially like your feeling state causes more momentum so if you take a sweet little notion like like sample packs of lenses like that's i mean that is incredible that's fucking like free glasses that's like you can see like that's a miracle yeah it's so dope like it's that, that's next level but like how it happened how you were listening to the natural flow of the experience you weren't trying to control you didn't let it throw your mood you know you didn't get disappointed you stayed fun um what was it i was watching something uh just last night sorry go ahead I don't want you to lose okay. your thought. Yeah, I'll just finish this. Um, 
<clears throat> guys stranded in a in like a sinking town like Louisiana when they're all stuck on the the rooftop. He's like praying to God, and uh, he's like, okay, he has full faith. He's like, all right, God's gonna come save me. Then all of a sudden, a, a guy in a rowboat comes by, and he's like, get in. We'll go to safety. And he's like, nah, I'm okay. God got me. God's going to save me. And then he goes, he leaves. And then, like, an hour later, a guy with a motorboat comes by, like, like get in. And he's like, I'm good. You keep going. Go get someone else. God's got, I'm praying to God. God's going to take me. God's going to save me. And then, uh, like, an hour after that, a helicopter comes and drops a ladder. And he's like, come, let's go to safety. And he's like, no, I'm praying to God. I'm good. God's going to get me. So, obviously, this guy dies because you can only say no to blessed so many times. And he goes up to heaven. He's talking to God. And he's like, God, I put all my faith in you. Like, what are you doing? Like, you didn't save me. I'm dead. I'm here. And God's like, I sent you a paddle boat. I sent you a motorboat. I sent you a helicopter. What What do you want from me? <laughs> like, it's like you have to take the beautiful, like, fit the the symbols of like your whatever you need. It's like that's like the metaphor of your, you know, the manifestation. However, people want to say it. It could feel like salvation. It could feel like whatever you need it to be. Um, in whatever moment, and and you you just like you you went towards something. There is a disappointment. It's like a story, you know. It's like there's a there's a there's a peak in a valley, and you're in the valley, and you manage to like not act like it. You acted like you were at a peak, like when you were in the valley. So then all of a sudden you got back to a peak quicker. You accepted yeah. the blessing, and you just enjoyed your way there. So. Well done. Yeah. And that, that, that just doesn't just happen. That's a good segue to actually what I was going to say um, before, which was I think um, it was so easy for me to let this go, right? Like, I just, I want to make that a point because it was just contacts. Like, if I was going to, and maybe five years ago, I would have like fixated more on it and I would have been more <laughs> tense about trying yeah. to, to find these contacts for sure. You're, yeah. But I do have things where it's not just contacts. You know what I mean? So getting to that place of, uh, feeling fully present and in the moment enjoying what's right in front of me um, when I'm feeling some type of lack that I don't have something in my life that means a lot to me um, that it's harder to you know to allow those things to come to you so easily so you gotta but th this is good this is good tracking to be like okay I am allowing some things to come to oh, me you're easily. allowing so much to yeah. come to you I mean for instance you got pummeled last night <laughs> <laughs> should we should we should we call this episode pummeled last night? Yes. Um fuck guys. Okay, check this out. Lots has been happening since you snipped together that little thing of all the medicine. One day we're gonna do a collage of all the times like a brilliant person has said like it's medicine. Cannabis is a gift from Mother Earth. Cannabis helped to heal me. Those natural medicines that we use to help to heal us, and of course they have this euphoric effect or can. It's an alternate natural way of healing, <laughs> and I just think it's so beneficial and there's so many good properties to be. I mean, that's the only difference in my life 
is I've added cannabis. The amount I've changed and the way our family has evolved and our relationships with my adult sons and everything, mm. like just all through cannabis has been, it's been amazing. It's part of my life. Like you said, you really can't separate me and uh, the cannabis plant. I use it medically. Yes. I have fibromyalgia, diagnosed with fibro very, very young. And I use um, cannabis to treat my fibro very effect effectively. It was through um, an event that caused her major anxiety that I got her to take a few puffs. Yeah. And it, it helped. Yeah. Right? So, you know, from being up here, to being able to cope. You know, we've got naturopathic medicine and natural health products that rely on hundreds of years of traditional use. Yes. Which, you know, both cannabis and mushrooms technically fall under. Yes. Um, if you can keep it at that sweet spot and it's in a healthy way, I yeah. feel like that's... Yeah. that's <clears throat> It's, it's medicine. Yeah, I think it's, it's you, you have to like yeah. check in with your life That's and be like, it felt like it complemented my personality. Yeah. Almost. Good answer. It's okay to use cannabis as their medicine. Mm -hmm. They no longer deserve to be in classrooms and hear that they're using drugs mm. and they're bad when this is medicine that is saving their lives. Yes. I mean, I would never put anything on the market that I wouldn't give to my mom or my grandfather. Those strains are fantastic for pain management, nausea. This helps like oh. with pain management. And I feel fantastic. Like, like I feel great. Um, do <laughs> so I attribute good. it to cannabis and cannabis oil? Absolutely I do. Relationship to cannabis right now is um, beautiful, growing, uh, most probably everlasting. I think this is medicine. Dude. 120 percent i've got add and i i do cannabis to help kind of focus me in and kind of turn things off like it very much is medicine it was medicinal for me it was it was like taking a medicine because it that's how it worked what I know. what I know. what I know. thank you guys for sharing that and thank you like culture and industry for reacting Thank you for giving me so much praise. You're welcome. I mean, you've you really been re like affirming my um, work participation and, and, and in this. Yeah, in discipline. I had to convince my partner for a year that I could keep it going before she even. Winnie's participation is like her grandfather's will to her dad that says you can't have all this money unless you don't need it. <laughs> so like she started this by saying, I'll do this podcast with you as a host. That's it. I'm not going to produce. Don't ask me for shit. Don't tag me on social media at first. At least I was honest. I appreciate that. That's the only way to be. And I took the fucking deal. I took the deal to bring Winnie Clark to you guys. So it wasn't just a rapper talking about weed. Cause we should, that's obvious. We should renegotiate the terms. Well, apparently you're a co-founder. <laughs> I called myself the founder the other day because of this, and she's like, uh-uh, me too. And I'm like, all right, you're a little bit an employee for the first year, but that's fine. Sure, you can be co-founder. I came up with the name. I was I was. I don't always, remember that for was, the record. I just that's agreed. That's so crazy that you think I for think, a second that you came up with this name. Discipline stoners, I feel like I've always just been that. But now it's come too far, I can't honestly I remember. Yeah. I honestly can't remember because I smoke way too much weed. Tell me how you thought of the name then. Um, We thought about a podcast and we had been having these like cool, thoughtful conversations and I had been trying to figure out a way that I could like beat the stigma Tell through them. this through this podcast. 
Um, so so hold on. It was your priority to beat the stigma. Yeah, because I we started it in the pandy, um, not or maybe. But this has been my shit. Like you know, like you know, like I had this idea. Remember when I was hanging out with Canna Chris time back? Like I wanted to do something in and around this space. I tried to sell it to Puff Digital. You were gonna I, do I've been fucking with like an on location. Like I sold a couple series to like uh, creative agencies that were focused on cannabis content. Like early, early legalization, pre legalization. Founder but, of this podcast. I am the founder. You are the co-founder. That's fine, but I'm co-founder, and that's still founder. Tell me how you thought of the name, because I feel like we must have come up with it together. I honestly can't remember. <laughs> Someone, we must have, we'll go back into early episodes to talk tell, about Tell it. me, though. Tell me how you if thought of it, because I it. can't remember. I wanted to get rid, rid of the stigma, and I got a job in cannabis. And Just, then, so and then, th- it was the shooting... Yes. The stigma. So we had that intention with the name the whole time. So anyway, well, regardless, I love it. I know. Regardless, I love it, and I carry this bitch on my back for a long time, and I do praise you now because you're in this bitch with me. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not trying to call titles to, yeah, to no, belittle anyone. You don't need to you're be the it. victim of this podcast. I'm not a victim. I love this. I've only <laughs> won from this podcast. I've only learned and gotten better. And we've gotten like gifted things to make it cooler. I'm looking yeah. around and I'm seeing like stands and lights and like oh, this did not blessed. fucking start like this. Blessed. Yeah, like that stand from the from the gift card my mom gave us. Yeah, and like, and like lights, Matthew Santoro. We took the video down for all of this shitty video, but like it was it really was bad. bad. It, this podcast was bad. If you're yeah, watching in this, the beginning episodes, oh boy, just the audio. No, just the audio. Like up to like when we had like humble as a guest say. Yeah. Like when they were just and like even Brigitte. Yeah. Even Brigitte. Uh, it was only the Zoom ones that we had video for, like Tyler and Spandy. That's right. But like our local ones, like before video, are banging. Yeah. And then we fucked up by doing video without this good audio. Yeah. So we had to take all those down. It and was like, crusty. Yeah, it was crusty. We probably lost a lot of like people in the beginning that were like kind of expecting maybe closer to this production or even better. It's always getting better. It Shout is. out to some of my friends who have like crazy good podcasts and the quality is so good. The Money Buys Happiness uh, podcast with Anthony and Ernesto, they're fucking. That looks so good. They're Congrats. shooting their or their office, yeah, neighborhood creative. Wow. Shout out to you guys doing real good things. Um, so many of my friends from like Toronto culture entertainment industry were on that thing. Yeah. Um, who else? Who great. else? Like how? Like. Um, We've just, this is evolution, baby. Yeah, I love watching it grow. I love the reflection of watching it grow. It's been really fun. And this idea um, that you need to hold on it to things before perfection, you just talked about it today in that course that you were writing. Oh, yeah. I'm a mentor uh, in this uh, music collective in L.A., <clears throat> and I chose to do artist development via oneself as my category because some people are doing like production management whatever and i mean i know you have to know all those facets you have to be fluent in industry talk but uh and then creative talk to production talk but um yeah i 
I realized that I had some good, like some five key tools to like navigating. So I wrote this cool, uh, it's like, yeah, it's like a, it's, I don't know, it's a blog, you know, it's like five points. It's a couple pages about like how to navigate and build yourself as an artist using kind of self-awareness. And uh, Winnie helped me edit it a bit. But yeah, what was in that exactly that we were talking about originally? <laughs> oh, to put out, put out your shit before oh, yeah. it's ready. Put it out, put it out. God, you, you, need, you need to because you're never going to Fucking put it out. It's better. never good enough. And, oh. and the, the, the top sentence that I put in this thing that I wrote was, that song's not going to get better. You are going to get better. Yeah. So you got to let that song go. You got to drop that fucking painting, drop that piece, drop that video dropped out whatever drop that shit and then just you'll make another one you'll get better but that thing was made from a source that wasn't even as educated and eloquent as you are right now because the process of making that thing tightened up some bolts in your vision Mm. so you're winning if you just start again fresh because you know more than where the root of that thing came from Mm -hmm. just kick that bitch out the door Boom, next one. Don't be embarrassed. Someone's going to judge you. You're fucking dropping shit. That's respectable. I mean, yo, some people might judge you, but like you can't <laughs> you can't you can't let that stop you. Like there's a moment even in my comedy, it's like some stuff that I say, I'm like, "Oh, cringe." Like, hey, like that just wasn't my best work, right? But ultimately, you need to try it in order to either kill it you know or keep it going and we're just babies when we first start anything and you can be 50 year old person and start something new and you're a sweet little baby at it you sweet little baby be bad for a little while our i feel like our capacity for failure gets less as we get older because we don't we're like no i'm ready to to be comfortable now (laughs) for a little while you know like i'm i would really rather not have this expansive feeling in my body all the time but it's that you know shifting of perspective where it's like nervous and excitement are on the same stick they're just on different on opposite ends so you can shift how you feel with like tools, tools, you know, with consistency and practice. Getting pummeled. Getting, getting pummeled can feel really, really good. <laughs> okay, let's talk about something that we were talking about on the discipline, discipline stoners. The gateway drug to mindfulness. Yeah. And, and welcome, welcome back, back to the, the same, same episode, episode of Discipline stoners. stoners. I'm your host Eleven. My name is Winnie. And we. Uh, we, Last night. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, are we are we beating this dead horse? Yeah, we are, but <coughs> it's the it's a way, it, you know, we have to be cringy about it for a little while, you know? Yeah, it's pretty funny. But, um, yeah, Winnie just reminded me of exactly when she started getting yeast infections in her life. And didn't you say we were going to talk about something, though, before that? Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, <laughs> shit, yeah. So remember on the remember on the oh, live the stream, stream, we were talking about the the fine line between like okay, no judgment, but like giving someone the space to speak and 
cathartically just I guess vent but then also like enabling them on the other hand to kind of program negativity in the air like because you're feeling that that gets to win that gets the ether like nah that's just not right and it's like Winnie was sharing some great experiences where she had very like loving healing moments with friends you know where they were there to listen for her and she kind of like asked for that space in in a sort of way by like the tone of like you know talking like intimately and also i this started because i was like man it's kind of fucking cheap like i've been on so many film sets and no matter how well paid someone is there's always someone complaining that they're not getting enough you know no matter how sunny it is there's always someone that's going to complain about rain or just some shit that's like damn like humans really find it as a little bullshit secret code tool to kind of drop the pressure when you're have social anxiety to connect on something negative and i'm like yo we got to normalize being able to be shiny and bright and happy because i am but i stick out way too much like you know like i dominate by accident and it's like there can be many me's it's not going to stop me from shining and i've been in a room full of shiny bright people where it's, it just turns into a fucking love fest you know it's so fun and everyone's in harmony and everyone's expressing but I don't know, and I wanted to ask you from a perspective of being like generally the more compassionate one. Not that I'm not compassionate, but you got some divine feminine going on for sure in the way that you give your. I think there's a way you give your time to people sometimes, saving at the yoga studio. Um, it, it's almost detrimental to you. Like you, so you it, give it over too too much. It's not anymore. I just want to clarify. Yeah, yeah, not anymore. But yeah, like, okay. But in the past, like you so know what I'm referencing, right? Like yeah, just in terms of you're probably way too far this way, and I might be too far this way. Where I'm trying to be like almost too positive all the time. But well, and I'll, land on this. I'll give the folks an example. When I was at yoga teacher training, and I was having a bit of a hard time, um, you know, like three three, four weeks in, four or five weeks in, really. Um, and I, like, threw myself into helping other people with their, like, own studies of the, the training and what we needed to learn. We had a dialogue to learn, so there was, like, a lot of memorization involved, which is a tricky skill if you have not been, like, practicing it. So, like, I really threw myself into like just trying to fix other people instead of um, like looking at my own problems and like uncovering, you know, layers within me that maybe hadn't been nurtured in a really long time. So is that why you think people do that? They People, people uh, lower the vibration to, to nurture others or, or people are being kind of altruistic or, or, or what's going on there? Um, I think it is a safety mechanism to not deal with your own shit. Mm. Mm. And I think, you know, I think often what you're talking about, and I just wanted to say to that was a detriment to me because I didn't give myself any time and space to deal with my own shit because I was helping to deal with other people's shit. Mm. So th that's what I wanted to say about that, why it Oof. was it was detrimental and how I've created boundaries now. And Savvy. I definitely am quite selfish in how like I deal with myself before anyone else. 
And um, I think, you know, this sort of negative talk, it honestly just comes because look all around. Like, look all around. And all the blessings and all the amazing things that people can be grateful for? What what do you mean, look around? The amount of news we have access to, the amount of devastation we have access Uh. to now, and it's stimulating. Don't try and tell me it's not stimulating. It gets people going. So, like, there is absolutely an aspect of us being 100% just addicted. And then, you know, if we consider it a addiction a disease, which I certainly do, then you have to be, there has to be a certain amount of you that's willing to understand what this person is actually needing right now when they're talking shit when they're talking all the bad stuff. They need love and time and they need a stress-free weekend and they they need support and like they need all of these things that they don't think they get. So they continue to create things that might help but them you're get in a those cycle. things. But you're in a cycle. It's absolutely a cycle, but it, like that's what addiction is, right? So like... It's not your it's job dra- to fix those people. It's no, I know. I'm just saying, but like it's, it's, I just want to draw awareness to the cycle of it because it consumes you and drains your energy. Like you have to take responsibility for how you're feeling about yourself and in your life and understand that your relativity um, to others is only a statement in your own inadequacies. And when we comment, there's this really great quote that I love that I try and live by when I'm talking in public, especially in groups, at parties, whatever, dinners. Great minds, uh, sorry, average minds talk of people, good minds talk of events, great minds talk of ideas and concepts. So like just an average mind is just like just super seems like an insult to me <laughs> like it's like ah uh, uh, you know like there's more potential here okay so so then what's the next step so you think about and yeah i want to talk about that bitch karen and she's doing all these things wrong and blah blah and this is why i don't like them so you can justify me and i can feel heard and you can see i'm right okay the ego's talking about that other person we all want to do this sometimes because we have feelings about situations and we think that they mean that the projection of that person in our head is exactly as that person is and we want to convince others of that so we don't feel like we're perceiving the situation incorrectly so once we get that validation once you feel quenched you can try to raise your vibration to events Mm. What happened? Now, this is where negativity often takes over because it almost seems commonplace now since everyone's plugged their fucking dumbass into the news. Uh, It's the negative events that make circulation. And I'm not saying you have to go like the crazy positive events, but what about the events, literal events, like a, a place you just went, something you just experienced, something in your own experience that you can speak to directly? Because when it's outside of self in the events, is like reported events. This is reported events. This is no way you're going to get some accurate information. So he say, she say, and it leaves you with insecurity because you have uncertainty because you don't actually know. If you can shift the focus to a positive event, that's the best. But if not all the way there, just a recent event. And it can be neutral, and that's fine. Look, this is the own guidance that I think of for myself. 
And then the best idea is the ideas, <laughs> the great minds. When I end up at the table with the bosses, with the CEOs, with the influence and the tastemakers, this is what's discussed, ideas, concepts. And, and it's, it's more objective and it's, and it's less literal and it's less detail-oriented and more conceptual big thinking. And it allows for great collaboration and allows for more openness, two-way connection because it, there's more relative reference points in a larger idea. So this, it's literally the, the distinction of communicating something that someone can contribute to or not. Like it's, it's not like I'm saying I'm mightier than thou because I have such a great mind. It's like the most contribution that you can offer to your surroundings that boosts the vibration of the situation is to aim higher with your focus and create a dialogue that's uh, you know more conceptual based and then move from there together as a group. It's beautiful. Do you agree that um, planet Earth needs... Balance. Average, every time I have good, a good, every time I have great a, minds. every time I make a good point, when he's like, "Yeah, but people have to suck too," and I'm like, "Exactly." I know. Well, I just think that's so interesting. I, I really do. Like, I think that I'm just like my job is for me is betterment, and you know, at, at a certain point, it's like, is this podcast just my platform to be a martyr? It's like, no. I'm basically trying to document these kind of like. Um, gems that have helped me. <laughs> oh, for sure, and it's good understanding. I'm not trying to preach because it's basically just a ladder, and we are but all you, at it at different points. I'm at the lower one lots. I know. I come I mean, home like, Winnie, this shit, motherfucker. Mm. You're not getting pummeled tonight. <laughs> who? That's what you say. <laughs> I don't say that often. No, that's rare, very rare. <laughs> I can only think of one time that that happened. That I said you're not getting pummeled? Mm-hmm. Be yep. kind. Yeah. When was that? <sighs> a couple years ago when I was acting crazy. I had to put the D on ice. <laughs> <laughs> dice. I had to roll the dice. Nice. Well, fuck yeah. You're so compassionate then, Wynn. Well, it's not even that I'm compassionate right now, actually. It's that, like, I feel like I have this obsessive curiosity about blueprints of, like, characters on Earth. Like we're we're we're, we're all playing we're, a great role. All, yeah, like we're all just in this together. No and scorning. So it's exactly which is, but that's really intense when you take you know some perceivably <coughs> bad people and you're like, well, you gotta scorn those people. No, punishing is not accurate as far as divine natural law. It's not accurate. People are in harmony. They're in their own orbit. They will attract the circumstances back to themselves that they project on others because we're all the same consciousness, so the reflection eventually comes back to them. Um, but, like, yeah, like, all that shit about punishment and stuff, that's that's man-made nonsense because it's so subjective, and we don't know what arm of the universe they were acting at. It's very bizarre, and it's not a cop-out that people shouldn't take responsibility, but that's quite literally their journey. Do you need to keep some dangerous people away from the general population because they are of danger? 
yes, I don't know how to manage that. That's literally a mental health issue. I grew up with some guys that just loved to fight. They just loved it, like more, more ready to fight than your average person. Like just like so down. Every time they left the house, they were in a fist fight. And like there was like kids at the mall from different neighborhoods who were like the best fighters. And it was like, and in my position, it was like, how many top fighters can I make friends with? <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like, like there, there's definitely, and like what I'm saying is like their, their home life was not good. Like they were, they have some trauma they need to heal. Uh, some kids they're they're I can think of one kid, his home life was, was quite all right. Um, I think his dad was rough with him though, him and his brother. But it wasn't like the other like broken homes of like alcoholic abuse or whatever. It was just like a little more strict. Uh, but he just liked to fight. Some people just like to fight. But uh, you know, unless they can channel that in an intelligent way, there's nothing wrong with fighting UFC, even hockey enforcers, aggressive jobs like football players or even security guards. <laughs> there's always a place uh, for any type of expression. But like, there is a general agreement that we're not going to do violence anymore. Like that's kind of a general agreement, wouldn't you say? Like in society, like it's never okay to go punch someone in the face. It's not. I mean, you want to, but it's not okay. I would say it's like an 80-20 consensus. Like those who want to fight will find each other, right? And that's the 20%. And like there's literally like, still war going on in our world, so which, which seems What the fuck? So Let's outdated. talk about what. <laughs> what the fuck? See, I don't want to connect on negative shit. But like for real, that seems like a super outdated thing for us to be doing right now as human beings on earth like can we not focus on harmony like is there not enough great art in the world like we're all trying to make so more art then recently abraham said not recently they said this a long time ago because i just listened to their um youtube clips um and the playback and sometimes it goes all the way back to like 91 so i don't know when they said it but something that they did say was um someone was talking about how their mom so they were probably in their 40s their mom was probably in like 60s 70s that their mom was always talking about how um this is the like the planet's like worst time that it's ever had no it's the best and abraham said didn't say no they said yes and it's also the best time <laughs> so so they were very they uh. were very like they make they kind of to me made it clear in that moment that the better uh, in some ways we progress, we will digress in other ways. Like there is There's a several timelines, a, a, a balance going on. So like There's several timelines, that's for sure. Yeah. So we do get to choose on which we focus and perhaps both are happening simultaneously. And it's not that like they or we even are asking you to be ignorant to anything that's going on and on with the world because people use that for planning and all sorts of things but yeah i guess it's like you can't just stick your head in the sand but i remember one time i can't remember what we we're talking about but we were with a group of people and i'm not going to mention who they are <coughs> um but uh someone had brought up something that was like really heavy it was like something had happened i don't i don't remember what the, the news was but we kind of we spoke about it a little bit and we talked and you were there and we talked about what we knew about the situation 
And then we were left feeling there when there was there was no solution to be had in that moment. The air was sucked out of that room. It was the most sad, intense, awkward. Get what? Who was it? Just I'll tell you afterwards. But just no tell me now, so I know who you're talking about. No, I don't want to tell you on here. Well, just so I can know what you're talking about. Well, I'm just it doesn't matter. You understand, like if you if you need to know, I haven't done a good job explaining it. Yeah. Uh, well, so like it was just this really. Like, we don't need to be, it doesn't need to come up all the time. Like, we we can have sections you can choose. If you're like, no, news means a lot to me, like, no hate, go get that. But, like, you got a little bit of smoke for me if news means a lot to you. Create some boundaries around it. The same boundaries that you'd create around social media and, like, you know, all of these things that we kind of have to find some balance for. Like, the same boundaries that you, like, that for, for you, here's a good example. For you to understand what type of healthy boundary you should put around the news is treat the news the same way that you treat eating raw pork. And that, that'd be a good... Cook it before you eat it? Cook the news. Set your TV on fire. That's the best way. That's the best guideline for you to digest the news. Is also, to do it as frequently as you eat raw pork. Dude, when I was... And when you do watch the news, make sure you also eat raw pork. Yo, can I say something? When I was in California <laughs> for school... I started watching KTLA. Today, children die. Say something. <clears throat> when I was in California for school, I started watching KTLA because I came from, you know, my parents watched the news. I came from a household that watched news. Berta. I thought that's what you should be doing if you were an adult. Berta. And um, it was horrific. First wow. of all, KTLA. American news is like intense, it's too. It's intense. And... And there's more pharmaceutical ads. Yeah, it's not it's not news. Yeah, so it's also not, it's like where where are you getting your your information from? This is your source. I mean, we could say that about a lot of things that you. I mean, you can say that about sourced. us. Choose your poison. Pick your poison, baby. <laughs> You're vibing out with us. We're we're fucking. I'm a truth seeker. Winnie's a little bit more of a complier, but she's getting down. I'm getting down. I'm getting dirty. I'm getting pummeled. <laughs> You are actually really, you are coming into this confidence and you're doing it steady and slow, just like a taurine does. They tiptoe into the pool. And that's very admirable to have the courage to go through it like that and um, understand everything as you're walking into it. And yeah, it's, it's nice to see. Congratulations on your advancements. Thank you. I remember having a little bit of this when I was in Second City. Um, oh, and... Um, what happened? I'm not a, a, a secondary light went off. Oh, that went off. Oh yeah. Um, and I started getting better at improv, and I remember how that like reflected pretty, like, on my confidence level, you know. Oh yeah. And so the same thing is kind of happening with stand up right now. Fuck yeah, buddy. It just builds resilience because stand up has been so fun for me, but I'm not funny yet. Like, I'm funny. But like I'm not funny yet, you you're know. You're a funny person. You're a funny actor. You're not quite yet a funny comedian. Yeah. 
Like Louis C.K., even though you hate him for jerking off in front of people, he stands there and says things, you're laughing. Doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, he's pretty fucking funny. Uh, shit. Yeah, like to get to that, it's called Undeniable. Yeah, so, but you, you like comedy, you get resilient quick in comedy or you won't last. Facts. Like it's just that. And if you do last, like you have some weird like, hurt myself pain yeah. i see a couple of a couple of those people on the market yeah yeah, you know? yeah, yeah they're out there yeah they're definitely out there which is probably doing something for you in some way anyway so that's fine oh a thousand percent a thousand percent so yeah i just feel like nothing's so as serious anymore since i've started comedy yeah, and life's that's why good. comedians push boundaries, man. That's what like, we're here to do. Fuck off and let us play, bitch. Yeah, it gets to... I, can, <laughs> I, I riffed a little bit for the first time um, on stage, and if you look it back, it's on my Instagram. I, I felt it as it was happening, but I couldn't get the words out, and I was trying to like make fun of someone on stage because it was funny, and it came to my head, so I decided to go for it. But if you see me in that video, my hand is shaking uncontrollably because it's the first time that I'm like actually pulling off some type of um, audience performer interaction like semi-well. <laughs> Partaking in. So you're like, oh, fuck, I pulled that off. What else can I do? <laughs> fuck, yeah. And I think all comedians probably feel that. Like, what if I do this? What I, what will happen then? It's a pretty cool feeling inside your body. It's it is. It's electric. It is fucking electric. It unleashes a kundalini energy or something upside of your chest and into your mind and everything. It's oh, whole yeah. body encapsulating. I did a kundalini practice this weekend for the full moon. Ooh. There was a full moon on uh, Sunday this <coughs> past week. I've just been fucking beaming. Keep going. Because <laughs> I remember I wanted to do this with you, but I've just been, I fucking worked through that. I've never done, I know, you joined in on some of the breath I did, work. it felt good. I've never done kundalini before. Put in the comments if you've done kundalini yoga before. I'm, I'm surprised it's taken me this long. Uh, it's very rooted in breath and short movements, and it can get pretty intense. For sure. And the better you are at it and like the more you train your lung capacity and stuff, I'm sure it can get even more tense. But yeah, that was. um. That was nice. Eh? Well, afterwards, I got pummeled. So yeah, I you were really you were ready opened to go. up some type of Kundalini, I think, is, is a little bit misunderstood. But Kundalini energy, apparently, it's the, it's the serpent that comes up from the base. And I so believe it's like it has been shown as being sort of sexual in nature yeah or uh not sexual like um it is from the the lower chakras and is very sacral and sensual and yeah it it does help with sexuality but it also is just life force energy and also ecstasy in, yeah is the word i wanted to use yeah it is like ecstasy yeah and basically there's like this uh fluid that you can through this breath actually you can remember how i said the bible is like a guide it's actually that like the coming of christ is when this this fluid your spinal fluid is brought up through your spine from your sacral chakra you ground yourself down and then do breathing and it makes its way up your spine through your central nervous system i guess here into your pineal gland and that's like an explosive 
like essentially your third eye opening or some sort of awakening uh that's like that's the story of reaching christ consciousness like and yeah there there's there's some deep cuts and kundalini and look there there's a snake around this her highness and it's very feminine it's interesting that it stops i mean that's the org, uh, well, org i mean it associated. probably goes all through i'm just talking about that that liquid yeah. that's that goes yeah. up your spine that goes in there but no that whole energy is like all in through the center of your being it's like your Merkaba must just experience great yeah. <sighs> alignment and expansion. Yeah. It was about a 90-minute class, but you'd definitely be able to do it in 60 because he did a lot of talking in between exercises, although you do want a break, like uh, enough time to rest between and restore. But it was really good. I'm definitely interested in learning more about it. There was all women in that guru's class. Oh. Did you notice that? No, I didn't notice that. That's an interesting observation. Yeah, I'm like, why aren't more men involved in this? Because always, like, I look at, like, uh, Paul at Be Hot Yoga, too. It's like Charlie's Angels. Like, you know, it's like We have only... a couple fellas teaching at the studio now. Well, that's cool. And, like, Darren is, like, his close friend. I mean, I don't think that, like, that's on purpose. I just think it's a lucky accident, a happy accident, uh, that's, like, this is just paid more interest to by women like this idea like he probably just put out like an open casting call for like who wants to do this and like all well, women you, show up like if, what are you gonna do if you look at the um the sizes of the change rooms in <laughs> be hot in the, the yoga studio is significantly smaller and that's because that studio opened up 18 years ago when there definitely wouldn't be a man in a yoga class or if there was it was quite rare it was probably like empty most times yeah that room I, I i remember being at that studio when there was less men yeah i honestly think it's like 60 40 now yeah it's a lot of dudes yeah eh? yeah we're fucking it's great like so so many um how many dudes get boners in class uh rarely happened in my 11 years now of teaching or almost 11 years it's almost happened to me before i had to i had yeah. to turn over I've never just seen I've never seen like a full fully hard just half chubs. <laughs> You've seen some half chubs? I've seen some half chubs, but probably <laughs> less than ten in my whole But like ten. Probably about ten dicks. Probably about five. Like one shows but, up once every two like, years and I'm like, huh. Out the shorts? Well, no, the shorts can be very tight. I've seen a lot of dicks. So if we're just talking flaccid dicks. In, in oh yeah. yeah oh yeah they fling all over the place that's why if you're going to a yoga class it's best to get those shorts that have the pre-built underwear in into it yeah or i just wear tight shorts or wear tight shorts yeah, yeah. exactly because yeah my but then yeah if up. you have the tight shorts and you do get a half chub it's pretty noticeable yeah but like no judgment <laughs> anytime i see a dick i'm like oh there's another one of those like it's never i'm never like <laughs> Oh, disgusting, or like trying to peek at it, or, or yeah. anything weird like that. Nah. It's just that's kind of like a sacred space. Yeah, like it's a. I think like naked yoga would be dope. Like you know. Well, it just it would be dope, but but there's people. It there's always someone that's gonna ruin it. It for would get sure. weird. Yeah, yeah, but, but like it should like you should go into yoga with the same level of like open sacred trust that you you treat like a ceremony of sorts. Like, I've always looked at it like that. Maybe Check this it, out. What? 
Okay, what if I built a, a nude yoga studio? And we smoke weed. <laughs> he hopped on it so quick. Sorry. I want to hear your ideas, but just let me tell you. No, I just... So, yoga studio, membership only. You have to be interviewed to join. That's right. And then, for the first four months, you actually still have to be around, so you get to know the community, and you have to be in the clothed classes only. So, you got to commit to this shit. If you want to go nude, you're going to have to commit to, like, four months of, like, not nude in order to get to the nude. I love that, because then you are um, instilling a philosophy and that philosophy is like like respect, like sacred brothers and sisters, like but this is about freedom and like the body's natural kinda want to express and be top level free, like with others in movement. Yeah. Wow. So there'd be essentially two sections of the the studio space. So then you could have a not nude space for everyone else. Still. And people so pe could. people will be like, That's that nude yoga studio. Yeah, and we would be like, yeah, and then people fucking love it. Did we do nude yoga on the beach? Yes. In Jamaica, right? Yeah, it was so beautiful. It felt it felt extra good. It felt extra good. Honestly, when I did like Sun Warrior or whatever and like my nuts just hanged, like that was nice. <laughs> like it was it's better than having them like sucked up into your body with like sweaty nylon pants mm -hmm. like it just i'm not complaining it's great to do it regardless anyway but like open and free especially actually outside was so nice yeah. there's nothing like a breeze on your balls and there'd have <laughs> to be rules there ha if there's a membership with rules like it's, yeah it's there's it, yeah it wouldn't be sexual there, there that's awesome too there's a time is and a place a space for, for sexual that? yeah there is for sure yeah i just for the one that i'm creating in this um, ideas conversation that we're having right now. Great minds. <laughs> oh, I love that. See, that's how fucking ideas are hatched and businesses happen. And you know what? What? I find that weed really helps me become a lot more <laughs> limitless in my ideas. I agree. And through that, I've created a bigger idea of what I want myself to be in life. Fuck yeah. So it's like very cool that I can like expand deeper and move into that. We wa just watched the Pamela documentary last I night. I love that. And she fucking was on Broadway last year. Anything's possible in her 50s. Pamela Anderson in her 50s went to Broadway. Yeah. Okay. Anything's possible. And she's Sorry fucking amazing. Sorry if you have. That was a total spoiler. But you know what? Go watch it anyway if you are planning on watching it because that does not there, – there's so much more value. It was really good. We should all watch it. And maybe – I don't know. I don't know how I feel about watching the series. Seth Rogen's in it, so I originally wanted to watch Jeez, it. But that after was disappointing. They made no money from the sex tape. And that show with the Pamela and Tommy that ran a huge fucking marketing campaign did not consult them at all. And yeah. they did not pay them at all. And like that was pretty brutal. Like yeah. to to hear about that, that was kind of disappointing. We don't judge Seth. We love you. We're still gonna have you on the pod, Seth. Don't worry. He probably did, or maybe he did know. I don't know. Regardless, he there's not much he can do. 
<laughs> Seth, you're already on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, well, I am uh, a discipline stoner, so... He is, and he's a great example of starting new things and getting really good at them, like, later in life. Like, you started pottery. pottery. Are you fucking kidding me? You love that, Seth? Like, Fuck around and, to do pottery, you bro? you sell it under your houseplant brand? Like, that's Thank fucking... You giving us an original so piece like we're fan of your comedy and now also this other thing we love weed we definitely are going to score one of those ashtrays when we're in la yeah we have a beautiful ashtray right here. we do we have a stand-up ashtray from 1950s lobby Sexy. hotel shout out broken mike 1922 love you guys okay so i gotta talk about this fuego this is a death bubba dablicator and i just put some on the outside of my joint and it's like adding distillate and it tastes so good and increases my high, and just fucking love you. So shout out Fuego, Dablicator. Yeah, we. It's a, it's a great way. I think I told them yesterday that I feel like that this was um, like ahead of its time a little bit because concentrates <coughs> are going to become huge. This is such an easy way to put a concentrate in your like to infuse a joint. I don't know if you saw what I did, but I took the cap off, and see it's like leaking some here. I'll put it. Rub that on. So it's like a pen, right? And you twist this down and push. And then it just comes out like a syringe. And it's brilliant. And he brought me this yesterday, and I'm already halfway through it. Because I fucking <laughs> love it. I love smoking this All right, just settle down. I didn't know you were halfway through it. Fuck. All right. And he told me to take it easy on it, but I like the high so much that I'm like, hey, hey, take it easy. I get AC. And it's Death Bubba, and he doesn't get down with Death Bubba in As flower. a flower. I like death, like death rock star and stuff, but <coughs> anyway. Hey, Wynn, what is it like to be with me? What a narcissistic question. I know. I mean, like, walking down the street. Is it hilarious? I mean, look, I love you. I'm Thank not you. looking at other people when we're out to see what they think of you. Like, sometimes I clock other people noticing you, for sure. But, like, I don't I don't know what you look like out. I think you probably look like a free bird. Cool guy. Nice guy most of the time. Sometimes maybe a little bit scary or aggressive, depending on where someone's perception is. But, like, like I just like you. I like you as a person. I understand, like, that there's things about you that I don't understand. And mm. I'm, I'm okay with that. That? What do you mean? Like. There's things about you don't understand and you're okay with that. That's so good. I don't know what Tourette's feels like. Uh-huh. So I, I just, I can't. You can't judge it. I, yeah, I really can't because I don't know. That's cool. Maybe you're making it all up, but. I, that would be fun. I, that would. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I'd like, what a genius. You know, there's just some oh, things where fuck. I'm like, oh, I, I can't really understand in order to explain. But, like, I'm okay with that. I like you a lot. I think you're cool. I like hanging out with you. Cool. I Thank think, you. Um, like. I just figured I would ask the most narcissistic possible thing that I could ask. And you're killing it. Yeah. Yeah, I love you so much. Yeah, you too. It's fun. So much fun. Because you're a, you're a passive, cute little creature. But less and less all the time. Yeah, we're, we're total opposites, Na naturally, and we've 
pulled each other towards a center. Ah, thank you. It's nice. Yeah, it is nice. It's good stuff. It feels good to me. Does it feel good to you? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's harmonious. It's like resonating with like, you know? Yeah. It's like Let's keep going and see what happens. Exactly. Love you. Love you. Discipline Stoners. Find us here every Friday, 7 p.m. EST. Oh, are we going to make that? Hit that like button. You know what's so crazy is that um, I listened to this tarot. I've just gotten into tarot on YouTube so hard. And I listened to this person called Minopon Tarot. So hard. Kay. So hard. What? I dabbed it. Okay. And um, I noticed this one of his last videos. He kept saying like funny things like uh, click the like button if you're like if to, you fuck to be with cool that. or something like hey just guys, little things li that got my attention and click it the took like three to times cool. it took three times but i clicked it i clicked the like button can you guys please make sure that you click the like button yeah just and comment it really it really is great to see what you guys think of parts about this um put in the comments what you think it's like to be with me <laughs> <laughs> But Put careful, in the comment if you, you might get pummeled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So please comment, like, <laughs> subscribe. Um, let us know if you want to, us to talk about a certain topic. We're always down for that. That'd be fun and cool. And we're going to do some roundtables, too. We really like the idea of doing uh, on locations. And um, we love to talk to the CEOs, the growers, the creators, for sure. But also, we really got a cool response from having Dusty the Bud Tender at Sticky Nugs on and offering those insights. So we're going to bring on a couple more uh, industry people um, who have even worked for different companies. And, uh, and we might do some on-locations in our travels, too. We absolutely are. It's not so a might. It's an absolute. We're going to do that. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, good stuff coming. Good stuff flowing. And what do you got for us? The hottest temperature ever recorded on Earth was 2 billion degrees Kelvin. <laughs> 2 billion degrees! To give you a sense of how hot that is, the interior of our sun is only about 15 million degrees Kelvin. Researchers at the Sandia National Laboratories produced the record-breaking temperature in their lab using a superheated gas equal to about 3.6 billion degrees Fahrenheit, which is significantly warmer than any temperature your oven could ever reach. Oh. <laughs> Crazy. Wow. 
They made it. They made it 3.6 billion degrees Fahrenheit on Earth. This is what I'm saying. This is all hilarious. What we're doing. Do we here. have millions of this dollars so of research money? Insane. What do you want to do? Make it very hot. <laughs> Why? Because it should be made just, just, hot. Just to see. <laughs> Why? Just to because see science. Yeah, it Dude. probably has something to do with blowing <coughs> shit up, but I just find it, yeah, like so wild. Like, do you think science will ever go back to science and not science with a dollar sign? I think there's science happening without a dollar sign on it today, but is there independent science? Yeah, I think people do independent Because I get it. Science. How the yeah. fuck are you going to get funding? Just like if you get signed to a label, you got to give them one fucking pop. Like, even Yellow Wolf gave Shady, like, a pop album and his own idea of, like, what that looks like. So it's like, all right, I'll comply with saying whatever you want for this study so this company that's paying me can make its money back. Like, I get it. Like, I'm not judging the scientists, but, like, when does that kind of martial law end? Okay, look at this. Very unique. The definition. No, you, you spelt science normally. you got to spell science with a dollar sign first. The definition of science is the systematic study of the structure and behavior of the physical and natural world through observation, experimentation, and the testing of theories against the evidence obtained. So we're doing science all day, every day. Yeah, I'm doing science right here, right now. <laughs> yeah. If you think about it, <laughs> I'm always testing theories against the evidence obtained because I'm like the theory is the philosophy and the evidence obtained is our observation of life. Yeah. We're doing science here. We're all doing science if all I the time. If I ever take the the well-intended advice from you bitch-ass vanilla haters who have said, hey, Eleven, you should change the name of your podcast. You can have a bigger reach and you know abandon your values to change the stigma. If I ever take your shitty backhanded advice, then I will only change the name of this podcast to We Do Science because we do science and that's science spent normally. Anyone, when anyone uh, throws some science in my face, I'm fucking scientist. Say, if anyone comes at me with some science, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, I do science too." Yeah, exactly. Like I'm a scientist. Um, I spelled it with a dollar sign, and nothing came up. Dollar, dollar sign, dollar, dollar. Misinformation. Sign. Okay, go grab a book. Okay, yeah, go Let's grab get a this book. Party go grab a Go grab a book right now. How so we can I think I'm gonna read from Humble the Poet's new book and see this cool design on here done by Max Gay. This was my idea to put it on the front of the book. And then Jag got a bunch done, gave one to Humble too. So now Humble has one of these. And this is sign for us to 11 and Winnie. Thank you for embodying love and all that you do. Oh, that's so nice. A note from the author. Thank, author. Thank you, bro. Cool. Okay. Give me some numbers. Cute. Okay. When you please, can you please, Winnie Clark of Discipline Stoners, can you please choose a number between eight? And 288? 
<laughs> oh, 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 your truth is your gut. Trust it. <laughs> I'm learning. That's your truth is your gut. Trust it. Boom. <laughs> well, that was great. <laughs> Go grab that heat. Uh. Shout out. And this was the love that's on the back of uh, Lewis House's guess that Humble was on. Humble was on Lewis House. And yeah. And Lewis wrote uh, something. What? About no. See this love uh, design? Yes. Humble hooked up with the artist. Yes. That did the same background that has that's on the guest side of Lewis House's. Oh, cool. Yeah. And that's he he knows this artist from L.A. and he got him to do the book. Very cool. And this is Hay House Publishing, yo. Wow. Yeah. Like, that's my like shit, dude. Wow. <laughs> now the homie that's is there. <laughs> I know. Whoa. Wayne Dyer is that. Like, I've heard that Hay House Publishing audiobook thing for a long time. So, congrats, Humble, on that. Fucking, that's a fucking tricked out cover. Um, Great. Good episode. So, um, we, Fuck. I want you on Patreon. Guys, um, okay, come on. We, we're dropping affirmations all the time. Eleven and I are dropping vlogs on there. We just posted a, a private a, a, a private video, video of, of I'm so excited about this. Are you gonna say what it's about? You guys. You are finally going we're sharing. to see me get pummeled. Oh, it's our OnlyFans. I had to do it one more time. Well done. Um would you guys no. tune in for live sex stream? This yeah, I'm not gonna do that. We're not going to do that. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, we're like in our 70s, maybe. Yeah. So we, we talk, we go. We Two went, empty beanbags flopping around. <laughs> we went down memory lane and yeah, talked, talked about, about like when shit. we first moved to Toronto and it was kind of rough, kind actually. Kind of embarrassing, and if you think about embarrassing, it. Embarrassing <laughs> and we blocked some of it out. But um, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to share what it was like because I was having such gratitude for like outgrowing this space. I was like, this what we're at now was a fucking dream, a far cry of a dream. And the freedom that we have now in life was a dream. And like, so just finding gratitude for that and then just dialing back to like, man, those very, very humble beginnings. Very humble. Yeah. So, so yeah, you can there. see us tell um, the whole fucking story on Patreon. On there's some uh, there's a daily affirmations so you can check in uh, on there once a day and just, you know, ground yourself with an affirmation. You don't have to think about it. You, we, we're doing that work for you. Um, there's going to be meditations. There's workouts on there. There's uh, better quality workouts coming <laughs> soon. There's a couple um, workouts here that you can get you moving, but we're going to get you some quality soon. Is there a custom meditation, too? Custom. Or a private meditation? Private meditation, yeah. Which we do offer custom meditations and custom affirmations. It's actually on our rate sheet as well. Yeah, so <laughs> hook us up if you need it, or, or hit us up if you need anything. We'll hook you up if you hit us up if you <laughs> get us to do it. And 
have a blessed Friday night or yeah. whenever you're watching this. Whenever thank you, you for this. your support. We love you. This is blowing up. Um, so yeah, continue, thank you guys. <laughs> continue to be on this journey uh, with us. And yo, the messages that you send, thank you so much. We're very happy to be doing this, and we're very happy to uh, be representing cannabis like this and be representing a whole new insight to you know living and you know self-betterment i kept landing on right like we are a mindful podcast at the end of the day but it lends itself naturally to cannabis so well that we've become involved so we're happy to be here and thank you guys for tuning in and watching and sharing and um yeah try to have as much good safe sex as you can and if you have to have sex with someone and you got to risk getting a yeast infection do it anyway because you probably need that. You can still have safe sex and get a yeast infection. Really? How? It's like the friction. Oh, it's the friction. You're, and you're interrupting the like. If I have a bunch of sugar in my system, then you get up, up all in OMG, there. OMG, just size play a role. Anyway, we don't talk about I this. probably, but like <laughs> the pH balance mm. up in there, and that's what the boric acid is because our vaginas like to be acidic. Yeah, you have culture. Like, that's a miracle. I like, know. we have these ding dongs plopping or flopping around out here. You're like inside of you is like a, a canal, like a, like a canal, and it's moist, it's not dry. He's got ding-dongs and I've got a canal. <laughs> Fuck, join our Patreon and see what happens now. Um, yeah, you can sign up for $4 a month. And Come on. What Fucking that does, four bucks, dude? Yeah. Four bucks to get more more of us? That, I'll post if you've been with us right forever, now. that money is part of leveling up this, you know, what you've seen, our growth over the course of two years. Um, We're using a portion for survival and a portion for leveling up. Y yeah, I mean, <laughs> we had other means of survival, no. but we don't no. have those anymore. So we'd like <laughs> more people to join our Patreon. Yeah, Winnie's taking a leap of faith. She's like <laughs> entrepreneurial now. And it's a good hustle every day. I love it. You're grinding it out. It's fun. Yeah. Okay. But, um, Thank you. Hire us for stuff, basically. <laughs> <laughs> join us. <our> <laughs> Uh, no, it feels good. But we're down to clown, you know what I mean? Yeah, and um, um, for anyone listening, we'll also be at Can Expo next month. So Yeah, that'd be cool. A lot of friends will be there. Yeah. And um, we got a couple exciting uh, brand things coming up. Yeah. And, but and nice events, just like, but yeah, just that's keep, not in ready to be keep in tune. Keep in tune. I'm saying just stay tuned on be our in Instagram. Tune. Just be in tune on the Instagram. Be it's, in tune with yourself. It's at Discipline Stoners. Be in tune with yourself ultimately first and most. Be in tune. Second, with us. Third, with your mom. Fourth, with your dad. Fifth, with your dog. It's your, that's mom, the mom and dad stuff is, is big you're asking yeah, but a lot about people. fucking we they don't know them like we do <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm on one today this is like i know this is fun we i said that we said I'm let's go have around. some fun but yeah, that's what you said because we we don't have remember when we used to get so high we had to end the podcast that doesn't happen anymore that hasn't happened in a really long time yeah you're a full-on like you're killing it you're a day smoker we're on it so we love you and hope that 
We've been we've been trying. This is how we leave with Ralph too. We try to leave for like fifteen minutes before we actually open the door to go, and he just sits there with his butt up and his eyes looking at us like, "Is it now? Is it now?" About ten minutes in, I'll put on his collar and leash, and he's like, "Oh, it must be now," and he still has to wait another five minutes before we're fucking out of here. Love you guys. Bye. Bless you. Yes. Discipline stoners. What's your discipline? You a stoner? That's cool. So are we. I'm high a lot. It's weird to finally say that with pride. I'm high a lot. Being high has helped me with my anxiety. It's helped my social skills. Well, it's helped me feel okay about my shitty social skills. It doesn't make my social skills better, but it sure does make sitting in that awkward moment in a social interaction a lot more bearable. You know, that moment where no one in the group has anything left to say, and you desperately want to yell at all of them to just say something? Being high makes that hilarious and not torture. From Angertown. This plant just helped me chill out. Found focus. Found confidence. All of a sudden, I was productive. Less protective. More progressive. Yeah, we talk about stuff like I'm a next sommelier. But this is about a medicine, baby. We wish everyone a mindful life. It's been a helpful tool for us. Whatever the route to peace, it's each individual's journey. And the more we communicate, maybe we can all help each other out. Love and light. Welcome to Discipline Stoners Podcast. With your host, Eleven. And my name is Winnie. And we are the gateway drug to mindfulness. And I'm in the streets, trust me, I'm about to win. Don't get it twisted, I'm lifted. It was really bad. bad. This podcast was bad. If you're watching in the beginning episodes, oh boy, just I hope you enjoyed that preparation for sleep meditation exclusively only on our Patreon. Thank you so much for all of your support. Do you want to get in on this? Head over to our Patreon now, www.patreon.com/dishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdishdish